Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Don't tell me who I can and can't date. Like, I'm going to get there. I'm a very rational, smart girl. I'm like, I'm going to figure it out. And I definitely now I'm like, I want someone who just like sees me for me and is like honest, kind, loyal. And, you know, I feel, I mean, we could have this conversation in a month and I'm like, Katie, dating an idiot again. Like, here Here we we go. go. (laughs) Round two. Hello, hello, everybody. What's up? It's Katie Austin here, and welcome back to Austin AF. Today, I have one of my best friends, No Bread, aka Nicole Colgan, coming on my show today, and I'm so excited to talk to her because she is so much more than an influencer. She used to work for JP Morgan, and she was in finance in New York City, went to Cornell. She is so, so smart and now investing in so many different brands. I want to talk to her about not only investing in brands on her business side, how she's grown her brand online, but also about her dating life. She has a very interesting dating life. So we're going to talk to her about that as well. So she's about to be in studio. But before she comes in studio, I just have a quick little shout out because the Olympics have begun. I am so excited because I love this time of year to cheer on Team USA uh, and also kind of recognize some other amazing badass women who are killing it out there. I started last night watching the gymnastics with my mom because my mom was a gymnast. And no offense to the other sports, I do think gymnastics is my favorite to watch, though. Uh, I hope everyone is tuning in. And a quick shout out to some of the girls who are crushing it in skateboarding. And when I first heard that skateboarding was an Olympic sport, I actually thought I was really dumb because I didn't know that it was. But this is apparently the first year that it is a sport in the Olympics, which I think is amazing. I love that they're adding new sports. It's both female and male. Um, And a quick shout out because a 13-year-old Japanese girl won gold. You guys, 13 years old. I hope I'm saying her name right. Nishia. Nishia, you are a freaking badass. You guys, 13 years old, realize how young it is. Think back to your sixth or seventh grade year old self and just think about you winning a gold freaking medal. I also want to say all the skateboarders have the coolest style. These 13-year-old girls have cooler <laughs> clothes than I do now. And I look up to them for their determination. Seriously, like 12, 13-year-old girls are crazy watching it in the Olympics. I cannot get over it. Um, I'm excited for Sky Brown as well. Uh, she's crushing it as well. The youngest girls are 13 year old and 13 years old and leading the race. So um, I just think this is really cool. So tune into it. Let's support Team USA as well. Uh, and yeah, um, on that note, I'm quite, kind of going to transfer subjects here because I had a funny thing happen to me over the weekend and it uh, reminded me of something else that happened to me. You'll understand what I'm about to say. So over the weekend, I went to Miami and I partied there for three days straight because I was doing Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Launch. And I was so hungover because... We left the club around 5 a.m. on Saturday night, so Sunday morning, and our flight was at 8 a.m. on Sunday. So picture this, just no sleep, just so dying hungover in the airport. 
by the way, I had Mexican food at like 5 a.m. And so it was just rumbling in my stomach. <laughs> and this is really gross. I'm really sorry. And I threw up on the plane for 30 minutes, you guys. I got on the airplane and I was like, oh no, oh no. Like cue the TikTok sound. Oh no, oh no. And I literally, it was my version from hell. I'm pretty sure everyone around me hated me so much. Um, and I can honestly say, I don't think I've ever thrown up on a plane before. But what I have done <laughs> is had the shits on a plane. Okay, hold up. When I got home, I was talking to my parents and I was like, oh my God, I, I threw up on the plane. Like, this is so disgusting. And my sister was super cute in front of my boyfriend, brought up when I had the shits on the plane. And I was like, oh, that's nice, Kelly. Thank you so much for bringing up me diarying on a plane in front of my boyfriend. So we're in Bali, beautiful Bali vacation for two weeks with my family. And we got on the plane. I'm fine. You know, my stomach kind of hurts. It's fine. Uh, and... Uh, it's a 12-hour flight, a 12-hour flight, and I'm in a middle seat next to my sister who's laughing at me thinking that I just had a minor stomachache. And all of a sudden, I'm like, well, I got to go to the bathroom. And meanwhile, I am just still on the flight and has to go to the bathroom, and it's fine. And then I go back to my seat. Uh, and about 10 minutes later, I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, I have to go again, and I, I like can't control myself. I got up at least 10 times to go shit myself on the flight back from Bali. This is two years ago. And now I look back and I'm like, oh, that was Bali belly for sure. That doesn't stop there. Everyone around me is watching me, you guys. It's a 12-hour flight. And I keep getting up to go to the fucking bathroom. And all of a sudden, I sit back down in my seat and I'm like, okay, it's fine. I think for the next few minutes, I'm fine. I should, maybe should stay in the fucking bathroom for a little bit. But I didn't want to like sit in an air, airplane bathroom. That's like so disgusting. So I kept going back to my seat to be like, okay, I think it's fine this time. By the way, I was in so much excruciating pain. I was like crying in my seat and everyone around me thought I was the most disgusting girl in the world. Oh, it doesn't stop there. I get back to my seat. All of a sudden, I'm wearing sweatpants. All of a sudden, <laughs> I feel uh, my stomach rumble and I can't control it. And um, really watery, watery, this just starts coming down my leg in my seat, in my on the plane. And I still have seven more hours to go. So I go to the bathroom. And what happened? I shit my pants on the way back from Bali. Um, shit my pants on the plane. Everyone around me knew because I had to, um, in the middle of the flight, <laughs> this is not, I can't make this up. Open the overhead and get out my bag. Put my bag in the middle of the aisle. Unzip it. Take out a pair of leggings. Go to the bathroom. Come back out with my sweatpants in hand in a trash bag and was wearing a different pair of pants. Then proceeded to keep going to the bathroom. <laughs> Everyone knew. Everyone was staring at me. The flight attendant asked me if I was okay like 17 times. I changed my fucking pants in the middle of a 12-hour flight. It was literally a flight from hell. So um, anyways, the, just the throwing up for a few minutes or like 20, 25 minutes on the flight was not too bad hungover because um, I knew I could control it a little bit at least. So that just took me back to that time where two years ago, I literally pooped my pants on a flight. Bali belly 
Valley is real, you guys. Um, and speaking of, <laughs> this is such a weird transition. Speaking of um, Bali Belly and digestive issues, we are now going to have No Bread come out here because she sure talks a lot about how gluten messed up her system. Nicole! <laughs> well, hello. I've been trying to get you on my show for, I what, know. three months now? This feels so weird, too, because we just talk every day, so Literally. it's like formalizing our talking. Oh, I was telling Nicole. So, um, I didn't prepare anything. We're just gonna no. have a conversation. Yes. <laughs> like, I feel like it's actually weird if I prepare anything. And we also have been talking now for the last 20 minutes, so that could have even been filmed and I never would have known. Yes, exactly. It's just gonna be more of that, exactly. so it's great. <laughs> well, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. I know you're me. a busy gal and you're always traveling um, uh, and you're not you and I very much. You and I both. I know, but yeah. it's a good thing. It's a yes. good thing. I think we're always busy for good reasons. Yeah. I want to kind of just take a step back and start at the beginning and let's just of give you a little, and I uh, or of oh, Ooh, we can do that. Let's do that later. It's a good one. It's yes. a good one. Yes. I want to kind of know a little bit about your background. I know it mm -hmm. all, but tell the audience because this whole episode, what I really want to center around is you being so much more than a fucking influencer. Okay, and how smart you are. Thank so, you. tell me you. your background. Okay, so my background is from New York. I grew up on that whole finance track, as you kind of do if you're from the East Coast. So, I went to Cornell. I graduated in 2011. I was a finance major. Back when I was at Cornell in 2009, I was diagnosed, I was chronically sick my whole life, should mention that. And I was diagnosed with my gluten allergy, celiac, and amongst other issues because it all kind of just like came to a head, especially when you're in college and you're not treating your body right. Oh, yeah. And you're literally, I lived in the basement of a building and was like drinking beer every day and yeah. like, you're going to get sick. So I um, was diagnosed with all my issues back then, but I was already on this finance track. Worked, went from Cornell. I got my job at J.P. Morgan very early on. Wow. Um, especially, so like from the East Coast, and then you go to Cornell, which is like a feeder into Wall Street. So there wasn't really a moment where I could have thought of another career path for myself. You really question it. Yeah, it was just kind of— not influencer blogger. No, no. Gosh. Especially when I started my blog, people were like, what are you doing? I was like, I have a thing— that I type on. I don't know. I was no. like, not going to say I was a blogger. It's totally. Gross. And also, that's what um, sometimes I get a little bit like, oh, well, I went to USC. You went to freaking Cornell. Yeah. So like, what am I using my degree? And then you almost feel guilty. Oh, 100%. I went through that whole thing too. So I got my internship at JP Morgan when I was a junior. And basically wow. after your junior summer, you get a full-time offer. So my whole senior year of Cornell, I had a job. Wow. So... Again, like type A or achiever, I still did like very well my senior year, but I kind of could, I took like African drumming and the history of sports. I took right. riflery, like Cornell had it all. Um, but so I went to Wall Street, JP Morgan was an incredible experience, was just never my thing ever. And I needed a creative outlet. So I started, part of my job is in equity sales and people on Wall Street, kind of the way that people will be like, oh, USC is like a party school, or Cornell's the easiest of the Ivies. Like, oh equity gosh. sales gets that rap to like, oh, you just schmooze. And like, yeah, you do, because you're pitching institutional clients on IPOs and to invest in, you know, equities and companies that you represent. So like, yeah, we're going to schmooze you. Um, so I was always out to eat, and I was always getting sick because I worked with 20 men, and no one cared if I, like, couldn't eat a bagel. Um, so I was just kind of, like, either, you know, eat whatever is in front of me or get sick, 
not eat. It was a whole deal. And I started my blog, but at the time it was an Excel spreadsheet because, you know, we're not bloggers. <laughs> and I was just listing out like where I was eating. Did I get sick? Very type A finance of me. Like, did I get sick? Would I eat there again? Like notes to myself. And then I have always loved writing. So I turned it into a little blog that only my family knew about. And literally this has all come from there. That's so crazy. Yeah. So when did you finally quit JP Morgan to move on to actually blogging and influencing? So I had 4,000 followers on Instagram. It was a moment. In 2014, that's like, you're famous. I remember my parents, when I hit 1,000 followers, they're like, you have something. <laughs> like, yeah. what's it, like, Chris Jenner, like, you got this, sweetie. Like, that was. You're doing amazing, We had, like, a dinner. Because <laughs> it was like, I'm on to something. Also, mind you, like, the most supportive family ever. I'm from a you know, very much finance family. And I think I'm a middle child. So they loved that I was just like, just doing my own thing. Yeah. Um, but also I was very like meticulous about it. So it basically came to a head when I had two full-time jobs. Wow. I was so passionate about my blog that I started, and my name started getting known in restaurant world. Like, oh, because gluten-free was just becoming a thing. So I would go into these restaurants and I would be quizzing them on gluten-free because I wanted notes for my blog spreadsheet. And then someone a week later would go into that restaurant and be like, oh, I'm gluten-free. And the waiters and chefs didn't want to deal with it again. So they'd be like, that girl has this thing called no bread, like look it up or email her. And that's how it really started getting picked up was just word of mouth. And I also, oh, so at Cornell, I was in the finance program, but they're the number one school in hospitality. So like you name it, restaurateur-wise, they went to Cornell. So I would just totally like blind email them. They would give me all their info. So I was making this like a whole thing and I was either out for work. So in Wall Street, you work from like six to six. And then I was either out at a client dinner or I was out at a Nobra dinner. Oh, And I had two full-time jobs. And as I became so obsessed with Nobra, I was very not obsessed. Of course. And I was 24. And I've always said like, we deserve to be happy and no one on Wall Street's happy. Like, they're all miserable. When I left, they were like, do you get out? And I was just, like, looking at all these people and I was like, no one here is, like, happy. And I, at that young age, maybe you're just, like, more carefree and, like, you know, less responsibility. I was just like, I'm too young, too much ahead of me to be fine. I always said I was fine. Wow. Like, I was not, I was not unhappy. I was fine. And, like, I was just too young to be fine. I know exactly what you mean, but when you're telling that story and, you know, thinking of 24-year-olds now, that has to be really scary. Yes. People always ask me, like, were you scared? And I I think I'm a, I'm a very confident person in general. Like, I always had faith in myself. I also was at the point where I really wanted to go to business school. And in the banking oh. world at that point, two to three years on the desk, you go to business school. So I was like, why would I go to business school if I have my own business right. school? Right. And so... I think all along I had been preparing myself financially to, instead of like taking two years of a risk to see if this worked, I was preparing myself to see if maybe I could budget myself to go to business school and not make money, be spending money at business school. So I was already like financially stable. And so I had a lot there because I I had other thoughts and I, I didn't make, so when I left, I didn't make a penny for the first like 18 months. That was my next question. Yeah. Because I was going to say, you go from a finance world where you have a salary. It's oh, very yeah. structured. It's and very, yeah. You could be making, by the time you're 30, a million dollars a year. Yeah. And so you know your exact 
track of what you're going to make in finance world. But with you, you didn't have any source of income at the time right. like, to actually be like making, you know, enough money to live in New York City. Yeah. And when I left, I remember like talking to my parents about it. My dad was like, do you have a business plan? I was like, of course I do. Like, here's the spreadsheet. Like, I mean, they're trying to like call my bluffs. Like, can she do this? And I was like, here's the spreadsheet. Like, here's the finances. And then, yeah, like I'm, you know me, like if we're going to dinner, we're going somewhere nice. If we're going shopping, we're going to go buy that bag. Like I, you know, I've earned, I'll never spend outside of my means, but I enjoy what I've, you know, created for myself. Totally. And I put myself on a budget. Like if the girls were going to dinner, I would go, but I wouldn't eat or drink. Like I think back on that, I'm like, good for you. You know, I did it. And I, part of my brand is like showing that you can live a health and wellness life without having your life be affected. Because a lot of people think it's incongruent. And that's like, it hurts me. So I know you feel the exact same way. It hurts me with these young women that they think you're either healthy and super fit or you go out and you're a party girl. Like you can't be both. And I think we've tried and prove that you can bridge that gap. So my whole thing has just been like showing that you can do it all. So I was like, okay, well, just because now I'm on a budget doesn't mean I'm going to skip out on going on this trip or this dinner and I just found new ways of doing it. And then 18 months kind of hit and, you know, business school is two years. And I remember my mom, or even when I first left my job, my dad was like, cool, like I'm not paying for your shit. Like, it was like, I don't expect you to. Right. And he was like, yeah, if you want to, if you need our help, I, you know, I grew up outside the city. He's like, the house is still there. You always move home. Your childhood bedroom is calling your name. would love to have you. Like, they laid it down for me, you know? And so at that 18-month mark, I remember my mom and I were out to lunch today, and she's like, all right, you know, you got to start. You got to start making money. And I was like, it'll come. It'll come. I was not stressed. That is so interesting I was not. I, I think about that. I was not stressed. Should have been. Yeah, because to sure. me, I actually didn't make, start making like substantial money until two years post grad. Yeah, but for me, I was stressed because it was hurting my ego. I was like watching all my friends who are making like fifty k a year, and like uh, when you first graduate yeah. college, that's like a shit ton of money. Totally. And so I was like making nothing almost. I was making three hundred dollars a week at a Fox Sports West. Yeah, nothing. So it hurt my ego. It didn't hurt your ego at all. Because <laughs> we're legal sisters. <laughs> I know. I know. It's crazy because. I had so much confidence in whatever. So at this point, now 18 months in, I went from 4,000 followers to like 50,000. So I was like, something's going to happen. And what happened was I was offered, someone asked me how much it was um, buy drinks in like 2015 at this point. They're like, how much would you charge us to post about it? And I was like, because at this point you're just like, free food, free product, I'm killing (laughs) it. And it's like, at the time, that expression, like an influencer's rich in Monopoly or whatever it is, like, yeah, that's, or being rich on Instagram or being famous on Instagram is like being rich in Monopoly. Yes. And at the time, that was so true because I was like, oh, free bagels, give me, like, give me all the free stuff. And then, so they asked me how much it would be to post. And I was like, oh my God. And you don't want to offend anyone. So right. I was just like, I was talking to a friend at the time and I was like, should I say like $200? <laughs> and like, she was like, say 500 Or she was like, say 1000 I was like, oh horrified. I was like, I'll say, and I'm a businesswoman. Like, you know me, I'm a, like a shark. Right. But this is also before brand deals on Instagram right. really started. This is more like, I'm going to offend them and they won't give me free stuff in the future. So I was like, so I compromised with my friend. I was like, I'll say 500. So I go $500. And anything you do, I've learned this in finance. And actually my mom, I remember saying it to me because again, when I worked on Wall Street, I was one of the only women. I was 
the youngest woman, and a lot of people didn't give a shit about me. So I would want to make my opinion known, and people on Wall Street called me Skippy. It was just, like, that stigma of, like, you go to Wall Street and you get, like, assigned a name is true. There's no reason why I was called Skippy, but everyone in New York City calls me Skippy still. What? I was Skippy. So if I had an idea, people would be like, oh, Skippy. And I was like, ugh. So my mom one day was like, you have to go, like, mirror talk. Like, throw your shoulders back and, like, say what you want. So I literally would give myself pep talks in Wall Street. If I had, like, something coming up, I'd go into the bathroom. I'd be like, all right. Skippy. <laughs> it's like, so you got this. You're going to say what you want. You demand this. You deserve this. So I would do that. And then, so same with the brand deal thing. I was like, $500. Like, don't even give them room to question it. And they're like, all right. I was like, oh, man, I should have said 1000 So once that happened, like, every wheel in my head went crazy. And I was like, anytime someone was like, we're going to gift you this chocolate. I was like, okay, plus 250 or plus whatever. And I was just, like, creating a career for myself and all of this. So I went from making nothing to I probably in that back half of that year maybe made even like six figures because I was just Crazy. like, I just learned it. And then you know what brands have budget. Like if there's a Coca-Cola owned company. Let's charge them 50K. Maybe. Yeah, literally. And then <laughs> yeah, yeah, my yeah. big moment was, um, so also everyone, I was like, doing gluten-free. So Stoli came out with gluten-free, you know, designated gluten-free alcohol. And at the time, there's this whole, you know, if it's distilled enough, is it gluten-free? And Stoli is like, we're going to be the first one to recognize that you have to come from gluten-free grains. And they chose me to be the face of this movement. So I was with Stoli for two years. And that's some alcohol money. You know, that's not like... Chocolate chip two fifty money. Yeah, this is that was like a moment, and that's when I was like, "Oh, okay, so here's how you do a partnership." I just think that's really cool, and it happens so quick. Yeah, it happens so quick, and it only really takes one. Yeah, for you to realize, like, wow, I can do this. Hundred percent. Like it's kind of like a flip of the switch. Like even that first one, the buy was like, "Oh wow, I can charge that." That was that was the moment. That was one switch. That was so the moment, and then everything I swear just went from there. And especially to just always as, as a woman, you always have to exert yourself, and you always have to like. Demand things with confidence and just know what you deserve. And it's whether it's, you know, work, life, personal life, anything, just like always know your worth. I love that. Always. I absolutely love that. And I think it's really cool that you actually were not really scared and you were very confident in going into a new career path that was so different. But I think it all stems from passion. 100%. You loved it so much. It wasn't like I'm changing career paths because I think I can make more money. It wasn't even really about money. It was because you loved it. It was also when I made No Bread and I made this blog, I hired like the best web developer because I thought Nobred ultimately was going to be my in in the restaurant industry to get me a job with like Danny Meyer. So I was like, we're not going to have just like some cheesy ass blog. It's going to be like the blog. And so I was like so passionate about every little detail. And that's, you just always have to be, I was obsessed with it. Like literally would go to bed and well, also with Wall Street, I would go to, I told my dad, I think that was when they were so down for me on this journey because I like had them over for dinner one night, my parents. And I was just like, I don't go to bed at night because I don't want to wake up in the morning. And I was like, because that's how unhappy I am yeah. at my job. And again, unhappy was fine. It was just that I knew that there was more out there. Same thing with me yeah. moving to LA. I was like, I came to LA for a weekend, had the best weekend of my life. And I was like, this exists. 
like, people in New York don't know about this. Right. Like, what are they doing? And I just, like, got up and moved. And, you know, it's, I'm very spontaneous and maybe That's impul- what I love about maybe you. Maybe impulsive, but, like. No, that's what, I, that's what I absolutely love about you. Um, and I feel like we always, always say, like, we're so much more than influencers. Yes. And I kind of want to break that down, too, because mm-hmm. obviously there's so much money in the brand world, uh, but a lot of people don't know who are listening right now follow you and don't know that you went to Cornell and yeah. you're investing and how freaking smart you are and how Thank you really you. got your start. Um, and I just think that's the coolest part about you uh, and how you kind of are transferring this no bread, uh, your blog and your influencer and your followers and combining your past of finance right. into investing. So I want to talk to you a little about that, that because I don't think many influencers out there are doing that. No. And that's been, uh, it's so interesting because I, I always believe, I mean, it's like the spiritual side of me that like everything is meant to be, everything leads you to the next thing. And if something doesn't work out, it wasn't meant to be. I think that I've had to have that mentality to be an entrepreneur. If something doesn't, someone says no to you, instead of just like sulking about it, I'm like, oh, wasn't meant to be because the right thing's now coming. Like it was, it was clear, to, you know, so I've always had that mentality. And then, so with No Bread, I thought I went to JP Morgan to be forced at all these horrible dinners and find no bread, my passion of no bread. And really what's happened was when I started no bread, I was incredibly creatively fulfilled. But my entire past identity was my intelligence and my smarts, you know? And what happened was I have a mentor figure and I have people that I was taught, I always like trend spotting and I noticed that these people I was trend spotting with were making like insane money on these things. I was like, cashew in two years from now is gonna be huge. Next thing you know, you know, or like Oatly, I was like, oat oh is gonna gosh, be everywhere. Yes. And now like Oatly's going public. So I was like, imagine I started doing this back then, but I was just watching all these people who I would trend spot with like really crush it. And I was so anti getting back into finance because I thought, again, that would mean I would have to go work at a venture and firm. Be unhappy. Yeah, and, and I work those I love working for myself. Totally. And so what happened was I was like, oh, I can. I was offered an opportunity to invest into a fund, and so I did that. And it was all like consumer products in there. And then I did that, and I was like, I could just do that myself. Yeah. And so that gave me the confidence to then start, you know, doing trend spotting for myself and investing into companies I love and. I, everything has truly come full circle because my job at JP Morgan was we would take, you know, yes, it's like equities pitching ideas for stocks, but at the end of the day, it was really, we took Facebook public. We were taking the hugest companies public and my job was sitting in on investor roadshows and I was like trained. The one thing I was totally trained on there was what to ask, what investors were asking management teams, like what investors wanted to know from Mark Zuckerberg when they were looking to like, do we get in on this IPO? So also my job too in in this very client facing role is that if meetings were kind of dull as like the sales girl, I would step in and like, you know, softball a question to the management team just because I knew what they wanted to talk about in front of my investors. So if the investor hadn't asked them yet, I would kind of like say, so that's like what I know. And it's what I know investors are looking for from management. What management says is like sets them apart from everyone. So I just started doing that for my own wallet and for myself and connecting so with smart. companies. And I think a lot of these companies, I start talking to them and I'll ask them questions, but can you send me your balance sheets and like, oh, okay, you know, it's kind of like long and it's a working sheet. I'm like, that's fine. Send, send me all work. future projections. Like, that's what I know. That's amazing. So that's how I started doing it. And I was like, oh, I'm going to do, you know, 
two companies a year and type A me. I've done like eight in holy you know, shit, Nicole. A That's year, amazing. A year plus because I'm just obsessed with it. Like well, I truly get it. Smart doing it, and brands are smart to have you as an investor. Yeah, because of a few reasons. You have followers, so you can mm-hmm. you actually provide not only investment money but also your followers. Right, and you know the consumer side too because you can literally just ask your followers like. Oh, hundreds of thousands of people, hey, do you want this or this? And you'll get feedback. Exactly. It's so true. And I, the best part about this has been connecting with other investors like Patrick um, Schwarzenegger. Yes. He and I, there's been some, and I see on his story sometimes, he'll like hold up this bag and be like, guys, do you like this in white? Or he'll put a poll. And I'm like, that's what we got to do. You it's know, really I have, a, yeah, I why have all these companies are spending, sending out like marketing surveys. Well, here's your survey. I'll have an answer for you in 24 hours. Like white or red? Like oh which gosh. one do we Companies like? Companies spend like a hundred grand on these surveys to survey people of what better branding it is, yeah. what, what's better tasting. You can literally just utilize your followers. Totally. And it's cool because at first I was like, oh, I'm going to invest in all food companies, all things that I can talk about on No Bread. And also similar with once you fall in love with one career. So at J.P. Morgan, I was falling in love with No Bread. The more I did that, I kind of fell out of love with J.P. Morgan. I am so passionate about my investing. And when you do that, it's hard to also love like, nope, just like me holding a product and being like, totally. hashtag ad, love this bar. When I have, I, it it hurts, but you you do it, and I only I'm so lucky that I and you're the same way. I only do that for the companies that I'm obsessed with. So when Absolutely. people are like, "Is this an ad?" or do you, I'm like, "No, no, no, trust me." We say no 99% of the things that come our way. I only work with people that I'm obsessed with, especially now that I have other brands that I want to talk about. That I and again, I only invest in companies. They're like, "Oh, is, are you doing this because it's an investment of yours, or do you actually like it?" I'm like. Would I ever put my put money into things something that I that didn't I, in? Yeah, that I didn't love. So now I'm finding ways to love no bread again by leveraging the companies I'm invested into. I love that. I love how you just see your passion through everything you're doing. Thank Truly. you. I want you guys just just shout these out really fast I know. just so you can like people know what we yeah. have right here if you're just listening on a podcast. Um, Nicole actually brought in some of the companies that she's invested in. Yes. And what's cool here is that I brought these three for three different reasons. So this first one is called Source. So as I was saying, I do trend spotting. And it's like when you go on to these food expos and you see, it's kind of like fashion. If you're watching like a spring show, it's really for spring of next year. Right. You know, how it's like, how that is. So um, when everyone started coming out with gummy vitamins, I was like, now everyone and their cousin has a gummy vitamin. Like everyone. And I was just like, the gummy vitamins kind of hurt my stomach. Yeah, also you know? like CBD. It's like everywhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now it's like, I was like, why don't they do it in chocolate? Yeah. And I've been saying that for years. I'm like, why hasn't anyone done like a chocolate vitamin? So this company, Source, right here is unbelievable. And they're the first to actually create a way to make chocolate melt at a point that retains the vitamin that's in it. So you know if there's wow. like B12 in here. It's actually scientifically made and tested and proved that it's retaining the B12. A lot of times these gummies you're eating and you're like, did I get a benefit? You're getting, I don't um, know. I actually read something about like gummies. You're getting like 10% of the actual benefits. Yes. So this is, and even on the back, so this is the B12 one. It says you can only have um, two pieces of serving up to eight a day. On the other one, that's the collagen one. It says you may only have four a day because it's truly like you don't want to, Go big yeah, on, on collagen. <laughs> so when I found this company, they were the first ones to actually have, and the girl is, I invest in people more than anything. The 
woman, Jenny, she's amazing from San Francisco. She's so cool, so chill, and she gets it. And so this is like, it's called Source. And these were, that was like a trend that I saw. I was like, there needs to be this in chocolate. And I'm a chocoholic, so. I also want to hone in on that for a second. You said you invest in people. Always. I completely agree with that. The companies I've invested in too, I've only invested in them because I love the people. Oh, yeah. And they're so amazing to work with. If I am brought a company and they're like really, really bad CEOs. I know. You don't want to be a part of it. Well, so I've... I do diligence calls all the time. There's one company specifically I was so obsessed with. I know other people have invested into it. It was like, easy sell. This is going to be so big. And I spoke to, I emailed the guys like, would love to hop on a call, read through the deck. And he wouldn't take a call. And he said to me that, because he's like, we have so much demand that I'm not, I actually don't do calls because it's more of a, you, like, in a, the way he free said it was like, I should be happy to have the opportunity. And he, and he said, he's like, look, and I wrote back something. I was like, okay, like, and it basically this is a pass. And he was like, hey, look, like, the way I tell people is send some money. Maybe you get a, like, shut your eyes. Maybe you get a return in a few years. And I was like, who says that? You know, like, it's a mutual relationship of like, I can help you. You can help me. And it's, and so come, I love this product. I think I stopped even using the product because I was like, you suck. And also you don't want to invest in something yeah. that you're not like that behind. And the CEO of a company or anyone who's wanting an investor wants the investor to be so passionate about exactly. it. Exactly. It was it. So, it's so weird. weird. It was so weird that I was like, we're going to pass on you. And then other companies. So here's better brand. So they just came out with this bagel. As you've seen, it's incredible. This, so excited to try it. I'm gluten-free. This has gluten in it. So I have never eaten this bagel. Mind you, as you know, like when I was going through the diligence process, I had everyone and their sister who could eat gluten eat it in front of me. I put on gloves. I tested it. I watched the way almond butter melted on it. I watched the way butter melted on it. I haven't eaten it, but I'm so obsessed with the founder of this company that like, I'm like, she, you know, as an investor, you're always looking for the unicorn. Like, she's a unicorn. Oh, that's so yeah. sweet. Like, she created a technology that strips carbs out of carb-based foods. That's actually crazy. And then also, you can help grow the gluten-free side to Exactly. Like so for this one, I'm a strategic investor because I was like, I am so, this is the next beyond meat of carbs. I was like, I want in, but like morally, I was like, I need to know. And I need it like in paper, like there will be gluten-free and I'll be involved in bringing that to life. Absolutely. So I have since, I'm a very involved investor. I have since gone to St. Louis to where their ingredients are sourced. I am super involved and I'll be helping bring that gluten-free version to life. And that will be end of the year. I love how you really, I, I know you've always had a finance background, but I feel like you've just really transferred like a career path in the last year about this. Oh yeah. Like it's kind of, and it's so cool because as influencers, how many times, I'm very like, are the people bored of me yet? Because I do the same shit every day. I'm same. <laughs> and how I'm like, fucking booty workouts so, can I do? Right. Jesus. How many times can I get on and make the same smoothie that I've had for the last three years? Yep. Like, that is how I feel. It's, and like, everyone's like, oh, show more workouts. I'm like, well, I've done the same workout. Like, yeah. do you want to see me go to Moto again? Do you yeah. want to see me like go on my 10,000 steps? How many brownie recipes do y'all need? It's so hard. Shit. So the people, there are people though who are unbelievable content creators and they are will be content creators to the day they die because they are so good at it, coming up with new stuff. <laughs> like, I don't, 
how many times can I tell you I take seed every morning? Like, also, you've done this for almost what? Yeah. Um, what is that, eight years? Since 2014. Mm-hmm. I can't. Oh, my God. Girls <laughs> heart, seven years. Almost <laughs> years. Um, seven years, you know. That's a long time. I know. To keep constantly thinking about new things. And so now that I talk about investing, my engagement when I talk about investing is so huge because all these young women, and I have a good amount of male followers, so I think you do too, are like, wait, can anyone do this? Or tell us more. Because the same way that they didn't know that influencing was a career, no one really knows that being an angel investor is a career. Totally. And this is going, everyone's like, oh, so you're an angel investor. Like, do you, which fund do you work for? What fund are you starting? Or, and I'm like, no, I'm going to have my own, the goal is to have. It's it's cool to have your own, by the way. I'm just going to keep. Way more boss I've learned, like, I want to work for myself forever. So I do this for myself. And now I have more purpose with no bread because I have more things to talk about and I have more, I have a different conversation that we can have. And at the end of the day, I, my education, my background is so important to me that I want to like, I'm way better at like being in sweats and like, let's talk math than getting all dolled up and being like, so my outfit today is Zara. Dude, I know. And there's also a scary expiration date to me on that. Yeah. Like you don't know how long, okay, so say you make like five grand a post now. It's like, okay, but in two years, is that really going to happen? And also you want to sit back and do things that you love and make money. Like if you invest in this bagel company in five years, you could make a million times more money than you would influence it. Yeah. And also I say to people too, like, I don't invest in crypto, you know, because I don't know it. But like, if that's, I always like make your money work for you. Always. I've been investing since, and granted, I'm very fortunate that my, that's like my family's background. So I've known to do that. And when I worked on Wall Street, like everyone was buying stocks for their personal portfolio. So obviously I had to too. So investing is something I grew up with and knowing, but everyone should make their money work for them, you know, and let it grow. And whether it's because you get crypto and you want to do crypto, like I'm not touching crypto because I don't even know what it means. Like what is, don't, oh, here's a good tip. Don't invest in something you don't know. Like at JP Morgan, I once invested in a petroleum company (laughs) and my boss took me aside. He was like, cause, oh, cause your boss is like approve your trades. And he was like, why'd you do that? Why? (laughs) And I was like, well, like the analyst says, and he was like, he's like, uh, whatever it's called, like chemical XYZ B13. He's like, Tell me about it. And I was like, I no freaking clue. <laughs> no clue why I just did that. And so I've always learned, like, invest in what you know, and this is what I know. And so that's why I've that. chosen to invest in companies and things that I know and things that I, I've seen and I've experienced with. If you love being a crazy risk taker, sure, invest in whatever you want. But, like, I'm a risky investor in things I know. I love that. I absolutely love that. And in terms of dating, huh. would you want to <laughs> date a investor, someone in finance, or someone in like the influencer world? Oh God. Or neither. <laughs> let's let's I, segue here. What a segue. So I would say, okay, my goal, like, is that someone right here? True. Um, I've dated all types. And I think the people, if you're like another me, we're just not going to work. Can't. Another investor or like oh, influencer? Oh, no, like influencer. Influencer. Yeah. Oh, if you're, okay, here's what I've always oh. said. If your significant other as a, as, a, as a guy has more followers than you, I don't want him. Well, so fair. But if it's because of his business or his brand, have all the followers in the world. True. Like, but if you're um, just like a male influencer, it's more just like we're probably not going to connect. If you're a business person and you have, uh, 
it's a different thing. But what I, like, it's so interesting. For me, it's not even so much like, because I used to be like, oh, I want someone who has zero Instagram followers. But then I get it from the sake of like, when I was doing No Bread, I was like, that was more my thought. But as an investor, I was like, oh, if I have a million followers because of I'm this like badass investor, that's a different kind of following. I agree. I completely agree. So yes. it, it's, there's just a difference. But I want someone who com- like compliments me. Can't have two of me. Like what I say, Absolutely. for example, too, is like, if we're going to go on a date, like take me for tacos, like something I'm not going to just go get myself on a Tuesday night, you know, like balance me. I completely agree. I think, of course, you need someone who balances you. Um, I would love to Even with to career, know. well, a finance douche is not going to oh, be totally. my vibe. Also, like, but if you're realize- a guy who just like has a business and you're business savvy, dream. Yes, but also you're very, very intelligent and you need someone who honors your intelligence yeah. and supports it, not someone who's like, here's what you should be doing, Nicole. Yeah. I, and like try to change what you're doing at all. I had this come to Jesus the other day because okay, let's hear it. I, I love these moments too. And I was like spiraling. So I was like, I keep attracting this like one type of guy. Which is? They suck. <laughs> okay, just that. They suck. Well, it's more like <laughs> I have so much... It doesn't matter to me who's like the more successful one, but you have to be able to match my drive and ambition. Oh. And I was okay with people who didn't. And I was like, oh, it's like, I'm like a badass woman. Like, fine, if I'm the breadwinner, but you can't be the ambition winner. So it's not about like the number. It's just about the drive. And I keep calling in these guys who no matter what do not have my ambition or drive. And I just woke up and I was just like, it's the way I used to be like, what are your priorities in a guy? And I would be like, well, this be like super fun and like, you know, do well. And now I'm like, kindness, loyalty, like, yeah. like <laughs> humble, honesty, like all of that. Like, where was that on my list of like, oh, he's fun. He's cool. He does like, he likes, we have shared interests. Like who cares? Like right. you need like those. That long term. Yeah. And attributes. I had that come to Jesus. And I do believe that there is a person there is someone who can like fit all those molds, but yeah, like, oh God, back to your original question, like that New York, like finance bro, like I was like, I shake. You don't like it. Anxiety. Just, you literally hurt me. There's also a huge difference between LA finance guy and New York finance guy. Oh yeah. Massive difference. There's a difference between New York guy and LA guy. Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah. So I have been spending a lot more time on the East coast this year. And I think that's what gave me my come to Jesus. Cause I was like, Oh my God, am I just going to end up like, do I need a cowboy? Like the New York finance bros are my nightmare, but then the LA person is like my nightmare. But I do believe there's that person who has that who's East Coast that lives on, because I do want to be on the West Coast, so I do believe there's a world where this East Coast type of guy that I like, that's like just driven, ambitious, family life, all that, does exist on the West Coast. And, you know, you move to LA, you get wrapped up in like the scene, whether it's the influencer scene or the acting scene, whatever, you just think that you're like hot shit. And like the people in that world are not for like the guys it's in that world. It's, it's not It's real not life. real. And also like you might be cool, Yes. But you're not in five years, 10 years from now, like you are literally nowhere and not successful. And now I'm just all about like, I know what my priorities are. I do believe that there's a world where this like East Coast, like 
East Coast type person like myself exists on the West Coast. It shouldn't be I just that have hard to find. I just have to find them. It, it's because it, you're saying all these things, and I'm like, of course, of course, yeah. yes. Like my my thing is never like, oh my god, that's so much to ask. No, yeah. that should just be the given because of who you are. And it's so funny because I can name countless number of my friends who are all these things that are girls, but yeah. like not that many guys. And I don't know why that is. Maybe I know. we're just like not looking but in the I, right direction. I also directions. I think of all these guys that are like cool right. in the scene, and I'm like. In quotes. Cool. Who who are they in five years? Who? Who? Literally no one. It is so, Nobody. so important like, to date someone with, like, who, they don't need to be successful in this moment, but. Exactly. Ambitious potential. Like, that's so number ambitious, one. so they have number potential. One. Ambition, yes. and it doesn't have to mean, like, I, sp- I talked to my parents about it a lot, too, because we actually had this conversation when I was back at home, and I said to my mom, I was like, did you know that, like, dad was going to be you know, successful and all these things. And because at the time, like, they're both starting at the same place. And she, I was like, you see that. It's kind of like, I think it was like Gwyneth Paltrow who said it. She's just like, God. But she's like, when you marry someone, ask yourself, can you be divorced from them? And it's just, the point of that is like, you know what you're marrying. You know how they fight. You know how they are. You know their hustle. You know they're good. You know they're bad. You know all the things about them. When, you're, when it's really good. So when it's bad, you know which qualities come out. So it's wow. kind of like same thing with when you're dating someone. It's like you know if they're ambitious. And are they ambitious to the sense of like – because I've dated guys who are just like so ambitious that my ambition doesn't mean anything, and that's not allowed. Like Absolutely. That, and I used to be okay with that. I used to be like, no, this is how it's supposed to be. Like they're supposed to be the more successful one because I'm going to like raise the kids. And even though I'm for sure always going to have my career, but now I'm like – oh my God, like I run a business. Like my ambition matters. I've dated so many people where my ambition doesn't matter. And that's like hell no. the worst, the absolute worst. They have to see you and for everything that you do. Like yeah. Intelligence, not just like followers. And I think it's really important to go back to what you said about like being in that scene because it's very easy to get caught up in it. I don't know if oh, you yeah. guys have ever lived in Los Angeles if you're listening to this right now. But it's, it's a place. I was in that scene. I was in the yeah. scene. And I could say fully right now that I also had to come to Jesus moment, like right before I started dating my boyfriend that I have now, where I was just constantly trying to date someone. I don't know whether it was because of their ambition, but like who they were. And I can say right now that 20% of the reason I dated my ex for freaking four and a half years, he was the star of the basketball yeah. team. I loved the glitz. I loved being like, oh my God, that's so-and-so's girlfriend. I loved being the barstool articles. I was like, got followers off of it. Yeah. And you kind of just like have to realize what really matters in life. I was so attracted to his ambition and you have to just like what like you said, you kind of have to grow out of that phase. Totally. And it's same with anything else. Like, like all of our friends will say to me like, oh, Nicole, like this kind of person. And like, it's, I'm going to come to that realization when I come to it. And you can't force anyone to just come no. to that decision. Because then you're going to like, it's same thing like, I grew up, my parents didn't really give me rules because if they gave me rules, I would retaliate and rebel against them. So same thing with this. Like, don't tell me who I can and can't date. Like, I'm going to get there. I'm a very rational, smart girl. I'm totally. like, I'm going to figure it out. And I've definitely, now I'm like, I want someone who just like sees me for me and is like honest, kind, loyal. And, you know, I feel, I mean, we could have this conversation in a month and I'm like, Katie, dating an idiot again. Yeah. Like, here we go. <laughs> Round two. Like, so are you going on dates and how are you meeting guys? I am going on dates and I, okay, so what I learned in the pandemic was that, because obviously it's so hard to meet people and I was like, I got to do, 
apps and I like hate apps, but I am a very social person. I love meeting people. I love connecting with people. So I really don't have a hard time meeting people. Right. It's meeting the right people. So now that the world has opened up again, I've been doing a lot more dinners and going out a lot more. So I am meeting a lot more people, which is amazing. I think you do put yourself out there. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, uh, like how Tings has her box theory. And yeah. like, it's so true though. Like I have, so her theory is that you're either the girl that they want to date, the girl they want to hook up with, or they want nothing to do with you. Whereas like, I have certain friends who go on, like hook up with like so many guys, but like none of them taking her on a date. And then for me, I'm like, oh, God, I've been on, like, so many dates. <laughs> but I'm, like, so, like, picky with, like, who I actually hook up with. But it's, like, because I want that energy. I'd rather. Absolutely. So I really don't have a hard time meeting people. Um, and then, yeah, it's got to meet the right people. And also, like, I'm a busy chick. You I'm are. only going to give my time to, like. It's exhausting. I used to be like, oh, I'll give everyone, like, a first date. Now I'm like, I don't have time for that. No, absolutely I have not. to have to, like, I, there's, I'm very, um, I feel in a really good place right now. And, like, I'm going to manifest that person in. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I'm also, like, older. People think I'm, like, 22. You look fucking 22, I know. Dude. So I'm you like, it's, it's I really do want <laughs> that person. I know. People yeah. will be like, oh, my God, you're 24. I'm like, no, but. Thank you. And I say it with like so much kindness. I'm like, yeah. thank you. And they're like, I'm so sorry. Did I offend you? I'm like, no, tell me I look 19. Like, it's great. I love that. Okay. So we have this segment called No Filter. I want Fun. to know your worst dating experience with a celebrity and who it was. <laughs> sorry. Do people actually say names? <laughs> yeah, no. you, know, you do. <laughs> I literally could never. Um, okay, if you guys just don't know right now, um, Nicole has gone on some um, dates with some celebrities. It, what do you qualify as a celebrity? Like, someone who's a celebrity to me is, like, the CEO of, like, the building. I don't know. Whereas, like, versus, like, okay, like a Hollywood date story with a Hollywood person. God. We won't say celebrity. A Hollywood person. Hollywood person, worst date. Oh my god, I feel so mean. <laughs> um, they're really. I'm also this hesitation doesn't mean like I date celebrities or that I'm like thinking through all of these people. There's like two or three that I'm like trying to be like. <laughs> I also with me too. Like only no dating experience with me like end bad. Like that's nice. Wow, yeah, good for you. I try not. Good I really don't you. have because also I have this attitude again. Might be this like overconfidence thing that I have. Like if you like ghost me or if you're like an asshole, I'm like I'm too good for you anyway. You have to. Everything happens for a reason. Like yeah, I don't need you. yeah. Like I don't need you. I was too good for you know. Like um, maybe I just tell myself that to make myself feel better <laughs> about the situation. But honestly, stuff. I don't think I have like a bad. I dated an actor. Okay. And we just like I, I again I don't have any bad stories. Like we just, like uh, weren't meant to date. Like there's <laughs> like. Yeah, like, I could say shit that's probably so not camera appropriate. Is this, like, Andy Cohen show where I'm, like, plead the fifth? <laughs> Can we do that? Can I plead the fifth? Okay, It would fine. be so evil. It would be fine. so evil. Um, okay, so any dating stories that are, like, oh, oh my God, to this one time, and it was just, like... Oh, I had the worst date of my life in New York the other week. Okay, perfect. Tell worst. Him. Worst. He hated my outfit. I'm sorry, what? Agree. I know. Wait, hated my outfit. He told you he hated it. Hated it. Told me. He, you walk in and he said, what are you wearing? He, I walk in. He was like, oh, cute. It's like pajamas. And I was like, 
chic pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> like Kourtney Kardashian. I was like, I didn't know that like silk <laughs> was like. First of all, it's an outfit that I've, it's like on my Instagram. If we can like throw a photo up, we'll like put in the corner. It's literally like so cute. And he was like, oh, pajamas. And he kept bringing it up. So I finally stopped him and I was like, it's not funny. You really don't like this, do you? And he was just like, well, I mean, like it's just pajamas. And I was, I was, and he really like was going in on me for it. And I finally just looked at him and I was like, hey, look. Oh, because he kept saying it was girl cute. And I was like, yeah, I guess I dress. If you don't like someone's outfit, that means you don't like their expression. It doesn't mean that, like, you don't like their style. It means what I chose to express myself in, you don't like. And that's like, fuck off. So. That's weird. Yeah. So I finally stopped him and I was like, okay, you got dressed tonight. You looked in the mirror. And I said this. I was like, you looked in the mirror and you were like, I look good. Right? And he was like, yeah. I was like, cool. So I got dressed tonight. (laughs) I looked in the mirror and I was like. You look good. <laughs> and he was like, this guy was so turned on. And I was like cringing. And he ordered another round of drinks. I was like, I, I'm really, I I'm literally leaving. But he was like, wow, that's so amazing. I was like, did you want me to come with like my boobs out tonight? And he was like, I don't know. I guess that would be like more girl hot. And I was like, what? It was, no, I tell you, he was also 43. Oh, so demeaning. It was truly the worst. And he honestly thought we were going out again. And I was like, Oh, gosh. I oh literally gosh. laughed, and I was like, I was so excited to go back to New York. Like, really, like, oh, I, f- I feel like I have this, I've had this come to Jesus. So I'm going to, like, attract the right person, and this dude shows up. And I was like, Ugh. you are you are what's wrong with, not men, with human. Like, yeah. the fact that I wasn't girl hot. That's so freaking It was crazy. It was so weird. It was so weird. Good for you for standing up for yourself and it, saying Because it got something. to the point where I was just like, I either have to be like, because I wanted to leave, and I needed, you can't just be like, all right, like, time to go. I, like, needed a reason. I just wanted him to know, like, this is not This is not happening ever, ever, ever again. again. Yeah. That's just so So we weird. never spoke ever again. And, yeah, he was awful. It was awful. Did you meet on a dating app? Yeah. And you were just like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to say, fuck it. I'm going to go out. Never met this Yeah, I was in before. New York for, like, a week. I was like, let's just fuck it. Do it. Okay. Yeah. I love that. I love and, that. Uh, and, and it went haywire. That's a great no filter story, Nicole. Yeah. I mean, that was a good one, right? That was great. Better one. than any celebrity story. There's I actually can give. a very, very big difference, though, because I actually love when someone makes fun of me, a guy, in a hot way. There's Same. a huge lovable difference because oh my gosh, a yeah. good banter is really sexy. That's like the most important thing for me is banter. Yes. Like, we can just like talk and like time flies. I mean, it's also like sass. But shit talk me. I like when yeah. someone kind of shit talks me a little we're bit. we're East Coast girls. Yes. But at the same time, don't make fun of the, your outfit. And if you make fun of it, and say that, it in a really loving way and follow it up it with got, something It like, was, no, he got to the point where it'd be like, he, we spoke about it. And then like 40 minutes later, he was like, it's kind of like that outfit. And I was like, oh, I just okay. can't wait to show everyone this outfit. Like the day this goes live, I will then post the outfit it's great. It's a great outfit, you guys. Iconic. <laughs> Phenomenal. It. It's on, But what sucked about that now is, like, I have a date tomorrow, and I was, like, putting on outfits before, and I was just like, oh, man, like, is that too girl cute? And I was like, what the? No. I let this no. dude get in my head like that? Do not. Like, that's Do you so always. always. And I, but the fact that I had that thought of, like, because this outfit that I'm probably going to wear is perfect, again. And I was just like... Should I not wear it? Because it is a little girl cute. But then I was like, oh, man, it's not. Like, any guy should be like, oh, hot outfit. So if you, you have know. one tip to give girls on a first date, what would it be? Oh, gosh, on a first date? It's like, I mean, be yourself is so lame to say. But honestly, like, 
I think I'm like my weirdest self on first days because I'm like, let's see if you can handle this. I love that. Yeah. I absolutely oh, love Oh, for that. example, like being gluten-free, if we're going to a restaurant, I'm not going to be like, sometimes girls will eat the food that they don't necessarily want to eat because it's like, they're trying to be cool and show them they'll eat anything. If a guy's like, do you like this? I'm like, ugh, no. <laughs> <laughs> do not feed me that. I think it's no, actually yeah. really important to see your full self. Like, should we split on the, the filet? I'm like, no, I want salmon. Yeah, <laughs> say what you so want. So you literally, like, I will never steer away from that. Again, I'm still single. So like, maybe I'm doing it wrong. want a guy who wants the person, a girl. Exactly. You want to date a guy who wants the girl to be their full self. Exactly. So I'm like, let me show you up front like, a lot of times I go on dates and I'm, like, not dressed my best, like, in terms of, like, I'll be like, oh, let's get matcha and I'll show up in, like, joggers and a crop tee, not because I'm, like, trying to be like, extra casual because, like, literally that's what I was wearing. So right. I went in it. Because right. I'm like, this is me. I'm, like, most confident in this. And, like, this I is what you're going to get. I absolutely love that. Yeah. And now we have a segment called Mood Boosting Mantra. I'm, like, nervous about these segments. No, like, no, 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 no. This one's actually, like, really cliche. So, basically, you tell a mantra that, like, kind of rings true to to you. Or, yeah. like, it could be literally like, any quote, any saying, anything that, like, you tell yourself in the mirror. Okay, so I have two. And one is have faith in... The quote's, like, have faith in the universe's timing, whether your universe oh, wow, is a god, that. whoever your higher person is, for me, like, the universe. So, I'm, like, have faith in the universe's timing. So, like dating life. Like I'm single right now because I'm meant to be so focused on my career and things like that. And it'll happen when it was meant to happen. So just have faith in that. that. And then I always at least once or twice a day stop myself and I'm like humble, honest, kind. Like always just be humble, honest, kind. I love that. I'd rather that in your story. Yeah. I will. That's like words to live by. And like this happened, like my dad doesn't even know this, but he texted like our family thread something the other day. And it, Again, like those words, because I've always thought those words. And then in this two sentences that he sent, like humble and kind was like in it. At the same time, I was like, that's a sign. Like it's these words are, you can just be humble. If you can be honest and you can be kind and you're doing something right for the world. And that is in any industry, any person, Anyone. any human. It doesn't matter what you do. Gosh, I think, like always, like especially right. too, oh God, because speaking of like influencers, it's so, I've seen it happen so many times where an influencer like becomes their identity. Oh my their gosh. online identity and they go from being like the coolest person to literally I'm like I can't be around you because you became popular on social media so now you think you're god and like you are literally not god. I cannot handle and that's, those types of people. Th- that's people who aren't humble so I think that like you and I have always gotten along really well because we're like yeah like that's just this like number that we have associated with their name like literally it's just like we're so grateful for all of you guys, but like, it's, that's cool. But like, we're going to be us and it's, I'm not going to be like, if I'm featured on something, not going to walk out to dinner that night and be like, guys, oh, cheers yeah. me. Cause I'm on this. Oh, like oh, just absolutely. always be humble in anything you do because you meet someone and they're not humble. I just like, I have like a twitch. No, <laughs> uh, I have a story really fast about yeah. someone, uh, fuck that, you know, um, and basically I, basically had at least double the amount of followers she had. And um, she asked to work with me. And I, without a second, worked with her. And yeah. I showed her how I film and I edit. And I did every, and I, I didn't even question it, okay? Fast forward two and a half years go by. 
she gets more followers than me. I don't give a fuck about followers. I've been doing Not this for one. so long. I have been in the yeah. fitness industry for so fucking long. I have credibility to my name. I doesn't we're a matter. Ban- we're a brand. We're a business. Totally, yeah. totally. And I'm so much more beyond. I have so much like credibility to me. It doesn't matter. I was just reaching out because I just wanted to collab. I thought it'd be really dope to do another collab. Be yeah. like, oh, we should do this. Like, we're we're uh, we're you know back in lockdown. I think it'd be really cool to do something together again. And then after lockdown, I literally like reached out again. Whatever. Both times, I should contact her management and let and she should she's die. going to check I in literally with her manager. You guys, I swear to God, I literally was like, oh, let me just go I fuck it myself. I've been in this industry for ten times longer than you I have, know. and so it like hurts my soul when some people get so many followers. And then last week, I collabed with a girl who has like actually seven hundred followers, and she was like, I reached out to so many girls in the fitness industry, and they have forty followers online, twenty followers online, and she was like, and you have so many more followers than them, and you're the only girl out of ten girls who would collab with me. And she didn't even get a reply to the other ones, and I'm just like, help the next one in line. Exactly, you are never too big for anyone ever, ever. and also like. I love networking and I think like I'm so busy all the time every day during the day. Some people you might be busy because you have like five videos that you're filming. My busy is like meetings and phone calls and everyone's always like who are you talking to? And I'm like well you talk to one person they say you should talk to this person I'll never turn down talking. Like you want to talk? Sure let's talk. Like oh I should meet this person? Cool let's meet them. If someone if you were especially someone I'm close with were to text me and be like I really would love if you spoke to this person be like great give them my number let's talk. So totally. I'm always just talking to people and you're never too big for anyone. I, I Ever. agree with that. There's, there's a fine line between like you don't exhaust yourself you know what I mean? For but sure. at the same time but like stay humble and I will never ever forget that person doing that to me and I'm just like wow and some things like that happen all the time in the industry and yeah. it blows my mind. Truly. Humble, honest, and kind. I, I love that. Like, it's crazy. that pe- It's, like, also, like, should just be second nature. But you do have to remind yourself of it because shit gets exciting. Like, you're like, oh, I got this. Like, cool. Totally. That's also, like, influencer friendships. Like, you and I became homies, like, instant. And it was because we're <laughs> so, so similar. And the way we met, too, we were on an influencer trip. And not this specific trip, but I remember, like, going to Coachella with a group of people. And, like, literally, they'd just be like, smile. And they wouldn't even speak. And no one wants – I was, like, so much smaller at the time. No one wanted to take a picture with me. And But everyone, I was just, like, watching them do this, like, thing. And you and I, when we first became close, we would always talk about it. We're like, Oh my god, we didn't even like take a picture of ourselves today. No, literally, we never, have no photos ever, together, and we are always ever. together. And it's like because we don't even have our phones out no. because we're just actually real friends. And like that's, I don't do the the fake influencer friendships where you just like use people for stuff. Like me, you, Carissa, like we all found each other because we are just like real girls. Absolutely, who are fucking chilling with each other and on the same Absolutely. wavelength. And there's so many influencer friendships out there it's that are just absurd. not real and it hurts my heart. When people are like, it. oh, I'm with like my bestie and I'm, then I'll talk to them later. I'm like, I didn't know you guys were that close. They're like, oh, we're not. But like, we're besties. I'm like, like, what? Define besties. It's so weird how people <laughs> it's so treat you weird. different with it's less so followers. Weird. Truly. I don't get it. Yeah. I'll never understand that. Ever. I know. Anyways, I think we should end there. <laughs> well, um, Nicole, where can everyone find you? So at NoBread on Instagram. My blog is NoBread.com. And yeah. Amazing. Awesome. No Brad, what a name. (laughs) No Brad, what a name. What a name. Okay, I love you guys. Uh, Tune in to next week's episode, and I will see y'all soon. Bye.